Amen. We're glad you're here this morning, and I'm excited for what God has placed on my heart um, to share with you. And um, believe this is going to be a great new season for your life. And um, and I didn't know I was going to actually get to to preach this message. Um, it's something that God's been speaking to me. And then last week, as we um, were having our fasting and prayer, um, just during those times of prayer, God just really started leading me to some scriptures and. And then praying them and, and believing God for them. And it just kind of morphed into um, a message um, that, that I get to share with you. And so I'm excited about that this morning. So if you have your Bible, uh, you can hold it up. And uh, we're going to say this little declaration. I tried to do it from memory in first service and I failed. So Dave's going to help me out um, in this service this morning. You can hold your Bible up. It says, this is my Bible. I live by its truth. I walk in its light. I rest in its promises. I'm empowered by its love. I overcome by the faith that it produces. For, so. Uh, amen. Just making sure you guys can read this morning. Amen. Because I can't. Amen. So I'm being, I'm being silly. Amen. Turn your Bibles this morning to Ephesians chapter 5 this morning. And, and I totally forgot. Um, I want to talk to you about God's will and God's plan for your life. And um, so I, I, I put it in a bucket this morning. And uh, sorry, the youth pastor in me always kicks in. Amen. So we got God's plan right here in a bucket for you today. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 15 says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. How many of you would consider yourself a, a fool? How many of you think you're wise? Some of, You guys don't even know what you are. All right, good. So I'm just talking to a bunch of people that have no clue who they are. All right, good deal. The Bible says I'm, I'm being, that's a trick question, isn't it? Because you're like, I know it says I'm supposed to be a fool for Christ, but I'm not supposed to be foolish, but I'm supposed to be wise, but I'm supposed to be humble. It's a tricky question, right? I got you. I'm, try, I'm, I'm right there with you. Notice I didn't raise my hand either. I'm like, wait, which one am I today? It goes on to say, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. This morning, it is my prayer and my desire that the Holy Spirit, not Sean, would speak to you on what the will of the Lord is for each and every one of our lives. How many of you in this room this morning say, I know exactly what the will of the Lord is? Getting there. Good. Amen. I, I'm, I'm learning too. Amen. So what is the will of the Lord for our lives? This morning, I will tell you that the will of the Lord is not something that is found in a fortune cookie. Amen. How, about, how many of you guys would love to get this one at lunch today? Soon you will be sitting on top of the world. Wouldn't that be great if you could just snap open a cookie and, and it just perfect. Amen. I like to go to uh, wherever you like to go. My kids always want to go to Panda. I'd rather go to like, what is it, Golden Dragon or China City or Fats or, you know, these places. But can we just be honest? We're not there for the food. We're there for the cookie, right? Any friends in church this morning? Thank you. Thank you for the honest person in, in church this morning. I like to get to the point where, you know, it's not a fortune cookie for me. I call it my prophetic cookie. Amen. Uh, what is my prophecy for the day? And uh, I'm being silly, but the, the will of the Lord is not found in things that are materialistic. You know, it's not, the will of the Lord is not about the size of your house. Even though Dave's got a nice house, our sound guy back there, you know, I was over at his house last night. This is his lush uh, pad. Amen. Thank you, Dave, for letting me do cannonballs in your pool. And uh, we did a little water displacement. Amen. Just kidding. Not really. But uh, that, that is now how many of you would say, man, if I got that house, then God would love me. I would I would take it. So you guys would not take if God just gave you that house. You wouldn't take it. Thank you, Megan. Megan's like, yes, me. Yes. Amen. And if he gives it to you, make sure Pastor Sean gets to come over and swim, all right? The will of the Lord is not found in, in the amount of Benjamins we got in our pocket, right, Dave? It's just not about how many $100 bills we can flash at people. And it's funny because when you think about our world today, isn't that what is thrown at us? Is like, this is what purpose is. 
this is what your life is all about. It's about the size of your house, the amount of money you have in your bank, the, the car you drive, and all these things. And, and I want to submit to you today that I'm not here to, to take away from the house you have. Some of you have nicer houses than me. Some of you don't. Some of you have nicer cars than me. Some of you don't. It, that's not what this message is about, and it's not to take away from whether you drive a Lexus or you know, a Honda, right? Or a Toyota. What is Toyota, Lexus? Yeah, so your Camry or your IS, same car, just a different little badge on the front, right? So, some of you will get that. Or your Honda or your Acura, right? Bill. So my intent this morning is not to, to belittle where you're at in this life, but to encourage you to consider what the will of the Lord is for your life. This adventure requires a continual renewal of what we should expect. To get something new this year, we're going to have to implement, I think, three things. I'm not a big New Year's resolution guy um, at all. How many of you guys are really big about your New Year's resolutions? <laughs> Man, this is a good crowd this morning. Here's the reason why I don't set them, okay? Because I know I lack self-discipline. I'm just being totally transparent as a preacher this morning, okay? I, I know my follow-through and execution on some things is not as good as I planned, right? So whenever I set out to do a diet, I gain weight. And so I said, I'm going to not diet, and I'm not going to be intentional about losing weight. And it just, you know, comes and goes, and I just accept it, right? Like, it just it is what it is at this stage in life. Whatever happens, I got on the scale the other day, I'm like, where did all that weight come from? Somebody put lead in my pocket. So I'm, uh, I've given up on those things. But I think when a new year comes along, for me, it's a great marker to reflect on, right? It's a, it's a good starting point to look back to and look forward to, right? And, and so for Dana and I, we were reflecting the other day on just everything that God has done in this last year, and it's been really awesome. And that doesn't mean that we didn't have any negative moments in our life, right? We experienced some negative things, but I like to choose to focus on the positive. I think our world is filled with enough negative. Negative rises up quite easily, but it's a lot easier to focus on the positive things. Amen. That kind of unlocks faith and hope and encouragement. So this morning, I want to take you on a little journey for the next few moments, if you would go with me. If you have an outline this morning, Point number one is, um, if I don't know why I use points. I think I heard it at one point that you should have you know, points and steps and numbers and all this stuff. So I do it, and if you get something out of it, the Holy Spirit just kind of gave me this last night at literally 11.30 after all the swelling went down from the Nerf darts, I could actually think. And um, so I, I got this thought that, um, to define, and, and point number one for you this morning is D, is disregard the former. In order to get something new in your life to, to unfold what God's will is for your life, what the will of the Lord is, I believe the first step is we have to disregard the former. I believe the Lord's will is a journey of discovery and exploration. So in order to find it, we must follow Paul's words. It says in Philippians chapter 3, in verse number 13, it says this one thing I do is I forget those things which are behind. Now, how many of you guys have some things that you wish you could forget about, right? And then how many of you guys are like me and there's things you forget about that you wish you would have remembered? Like when you got to the grocery store and then you got home, you're like, why didn't I remember to get that, right? Like, so Dana and I, we have this little thing. I'm like, do you need anything? I'm out running some errands and she'll rattle it off. Like, you know, yeah, get that. I'm like, no, text me right? She's like, why can't you just write it down right now? I'm like, can you just text me? She's like, well, do you just type it in your phone? I'm like, no, can you please just send me a text? Okay. Cause then I can copy and paste it. But if I have to open my phone and start writing it while she's talking, I'm going to forget. Right. I, I just like, so we have this little joke and, and it may be one thing is like, ah, grab milk. And I'm like, can you text me? And so it's kind of our fun little thing. Oh, I think it's fun. She thinks it's a <laughs> Pastor Sue, the other day, I was out shopping, getting supplies for the gym and the church, and, and she's like, do you want me to send you a list? And I'm like, yeah. So she went and did the inventory. We have this piece of paper where you mark what's needed and, and stuff. And so she just, she, <laughs> she pulled a fast one on me. She just sent me a picture of the list. <laughs> and normally, Debbie does this, right? So she sends me a nice email with all of the items and I can copy and paste it. So then when I'm at Costco, I can start deleting them off. You know, when the, when the note's 
completely empty, mission accomplished, pay and get the heck out of there, right? And so she sent me a picture and I, I fired right back. I'm like, um, there's protocol here and you're not following it, right? She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, Debbie types it out and sends it to me. And she's like, she does? Like I could just, this was all via text. So I'm adding a little bit of spice to this, all right? I'm like, yeah, we have protocol here. And she goes, oh, fine, okay. So I'm being dramatic, okay? So if you see her, just give her a high five because she helped me out. But when it comes to life, there's been some great things that God has done in my life. There's been some things where I've questioned God. But coming into this new year, I think it's really important that wherever you're at in life to forget whatever's been in the past, okay? If you could, so to say, wipe the slate clean, okay, and really begin to think about what God wants to do in this new season. I would love to say that, that there's never going to be a question when it comes to the will of God. Why did I have to walk through that season? Why did I have to endure that pain? Why did I have to walk through that time of confusion and, and all these things? I don't know. Okay, those are the things that we get to stand before God and ask him about and talk to him about. But I love what Paul says. He goes, just forget it all. Okay, wipe the slate clean. He goes, let's read on. It says, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So this morning, for the next few moments, could you wipe the slate clean? It's a new year, a new season for you and me and in our church. I believe the greatest days of our life are on the horizon. This morning, how many of you love adventure? How many of you love to go explore new places, right? How many of you... Um, when you know you're going to go explore something new, you, you go to your trusty computer. Most of you probably have a smartphone now, but you open up that fancy search engine and you start researching. You know, what, what is the opportunity out there? Or maybe you're like me and um, when I'm out driving, I always like pinpoint my location. I'm go, what's around me? Like, you know, I'm always trying to figure out like, where is that? Like, I'll see something off in the distance. And I'm like, how do I get there? You know? And it's so cool. Like you can just instantly like research things. Right. And I began to think about like the settlers when they, um, came across the, the ocean and landed on this chunk of land, you know, they got to the East coast and wouldn't it be crazy if they just go, wow, this is new. Let's just enjoy this. But they didn't, did they? Because there's something deep down in the spirit of humanity that longs, I believe, that God put in us to continue to explore, to adventure, to, to dig, to find what's new, to, to experience new things and, and all this. And, and so this morning, I, I want to talk about digging into what God has in his will for our lives. You know, I think about um, what they had to consider when they landed, first when they left you know, Europe, and, and they came to this area or wherever. We're not going to get into history and argue about where they came from or who they were, all that stuff, okay? We'll leave that for, you know, high school people to debate, okay? Um, we're going to talk about just the fact that they got in a boat and they were determined to find out whether the earth was flat or round, right? It obviously wasn't flat because they didn't fall off the edge. They ended up here, okay? And, and then just the, the unknown of, man, what's going to happen? How many of you guys have ever been on that hike and you're going somewhere and you're like, okay, there's, there's the potential for this, the potential for that, but I don't care. I want to see what's at the top of the mountain, right? Have you guys ever been on that hike where you're like, okay, I know I'm going to have to scale some rocks and, and step over some creeks and, and, and jump some puddles and, and it's okay. I may slip. I may get my shoes wet, but it's okay. They'll dry off. Like I'm going to do it for the thrill of the adventure, right? And I think that they had to like settle in their mind that there's probably going to be some moments of uncertainty. There's going to be some moments of trial. There's going to be some moments of, of, of risk, but the reward will outweigh any of that, right? And, and I think for us in today's culture, we allow the fear of the unknown to keep us from taking that step into the new adventure, Right? We get into this comfort zone, and, and I was laughing a couple weeks ago. I was taking Jack home, and he's like, Uncle Sean. He calls me Uncle Sean. He's like, oh, I'm going to show you a shortcut. And I'm like, okay. So, Brenna, thank you, your son, taking me on a wild adventure. So I usually go down. They live in Cameron Park, and I live up here. And so we go down the freeway. Usually get off Cameron Park Drive and drive, turn this way. I'm going to give them your address and everything so they can call show up at your house. Um, 
And he goes, no, I'm going to take you this way. So we get on Ponderosa Road. He goes, now take a left on meter. And I'm like, okay. So we're going down this way. And he goes, now just take a right right here. And I'm like, whoa, never been on this road, Jack. Are you sure? He goes, trust me, Uncle Sean. I'm like, Jack, you don't even have a driver's license. You're telling me to trust you, right? Like, have you ever been in those moments where like you feel like somebody unskilled, unlearned is telling you to trust them? Right, and, and as we get going down this road, and we start winding, and all of a sudden there's these beautiful houses and, and these views all of a sudden. I'm like, whoa, I've never seen this. This is beautiful. I'm like, Jack, you, got, you knew the secret. And, and so then we keep going and making these turns. I'm like, Jack, are you sure this is going to end up at your house? Trust me, Uncle Sean. I'm like, Jack, I don't know if I want to trust you right now. And so we kept going and winding, and all of a sudden, sure enough, man, we came around the corner, and boom, we're at their house. I'm like, Wow. I hope I can remember how to go back that way. And I'm like, I'm going to test myself. I'm going to test my faith and go on a new adventure. And I remember I, I leave him and I start driving slow. And man, I, I stopped a couple times because the views were just breathtaking. You know, it's like, how many of you guys appreciate El Dorado County? You know, and just some of the, you just make this turn sometimes. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, this is incredible. Like, God, you're so cool and, and stuff. And I remember I stopped. There was a vacant piece of land. So I got out. I staked my claim just like the settlers. And I said, this is my view. Got shot at. So I ran. No, I'm kidding. I didn't. But the Bible says the will of God is something that is like a treasure. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 25 and verse number 20 or verse 2 says, It is the glory of God to conceal things, but the glory of kings to search things out. I love what Jeremiah says in chapter 29 and verse number 13. It says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me on Sunday mornings for an hour. You will seek me and find me when you read the scripture on the wall at church. No, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with what? All your heart, not part, not, not just a piece of my heart, but when I truly begin to seek God with all of my heart, that's when I find who God is. I love what, what Matthew says in, in verse, or not Matthew, but in Matthew chapter seven and verse seven says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. This morning, why are the things that are most valuable always hidden? Have you ever noticed that? Like the truly valuable things are not always just in the wide open spaces, are they? Has anybody ever gone digging for gold? You don't typically find it just laying on the ground. Okay, we live in a unique area, the Coloma area, where it was floating down the river, but that's not where it originated, right? That's because the waters came up in the... I don't I'm not going to get all the science, but anyways, it ended up in the water. Okay. <laughs> I had that. I had the privilege of going in a gold mine one time. Okay. And it was like legit gold mine. Okay. And I mean, talking like the old school, like 1800, like little train ore carts, you know, the kind that were like steel buckets, like little tiny things that dump from side to side and all this. So I'm sitting in it. I got my hard hat on. We got the air compressor that's pushing air back into the tunnel and, and we're going and, and I'm trusting somebody with my life. And all of a sudden, man, we end up back like no joke. I think we went almost a mile back in this tunnel darker than anything I've ever experienced in my life, right? But as we're going, I got the little headlamp on and, and stuff, and I'm looking, I'm watching the walls, and I'm thinking, man, these are all like picking marks where somebody just dug in to the earth over and over and over. And I'm like, heck, no, these people had a passion and a desire to uncover something that we don't have today. Right, And we got all the way back, and all of a sudden, all these tunnels open up. I mean, stuff going up, going this way, going that way, then shoots with like, like just a piece of wood, and, and it's just like all this rock and rubble just sitting there. I'm like, oh my gosh, if that thing opens, we're dead. Like, You know what I mean? And we're sitting there, and we're exploring, and we get back in there, and then he's like, man, do you want to help me drill? And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, let's, let's blow some dynamite. And I'm like... Oh boy, um, I got kids at home. I got a wife that depend on me. And I'm like, are we going to get out of here alive? Oh yeah. And I'm like, how do you know? Like I've seen the movies. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, man, we're back in there meh, drilling. And then we're packing. He's like, be careful with this stuff. Cause man, this stuff is sensitive and we could die. And I'm like, ah, 
<laughs> like back in here, you know, and all of a sudden we drill it out, man. We start shoving dynamite in and stuff and then putting the charges in. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're doing this for real right now. Like I had firecrackers when I was a kid. I grew up in Montana and I remember one time just a little tiny M80 like went off in my hand and it hurt so bad. Like I had cardboard shrapnel in my head and in my hand. That's why I'm bald. It blew my hair off and stuff. And so we're, we're back in there and we put these charges in and, and then we jump in the train, man, and we take off and we're just stringing wire and it's got this little remote thing and, and all of a sudden we get and I'm like, are you sure we're far enough out? Oh yeah, trust me. And I'm like, oh my gosh. This person has my life on the line. And sure enough, man, he's like, you ready? And I'm like, I don't know. Am I? Like, I'm trusting you. You tell me. Am I ready? And they hit the button, man, and the whole mountain just went. And I'm like, I remember all those parts we passed were like rock. Looked like it was just going to fall. And I'm like, we're not getting out of here. And I remember, man, it just like. And the ground just. I'm like, Wow. I was so just tripping on this. I'm like, this is intense. I've never experienced anything like this. But how many of you guys know the most valuable things in life are things that are hidden, that need to be discovered? So this morning, I thought it'd be fun to, uh, to hide God's plan. Anybody hungry for God's plan? Anybody want to be my guinea pig up here today? Anybody at all? Anybody else? Just one. Okay, Jenny, come on. So um, just to preface this for a minute, Jenny, is um, when we did this Tuesday night, I, a way different little setup and a little different message, but same principle. Um, we actually used fertilizer, cow stomach, crawfish, just nasty stuff. And they had to dig through and find what could be in God's will for their life. So while I share... I want you to go ahead and, and see if you can discover if God, if there's anything valuable in there for you this morning. Yeah, you should be. So as, as Jenny's digging, um, this morning, the most valuable things in life are always hidden. And I want you to hear, don't worry about, about the, um, what do we want to call her today? We don't want to call her, yeah, I'll just call her Jennifer, perfect. This morning, it's the same with God. He hides what is most valuable to him so that it might become precious to us. How many of you guys have ever found something, whether it was, um, you, it, you know the mess you make, you have to clean up, just for the record, okay? That's not in my contract to clean up after your sheep droppings over here, okay? But it's the same with God. He hides what is most valuable to him so that it might become precious to us. So the more I discover, shh, I'm trying to preach and you're talking, okay? The more I discover about him, the more valuable my relationship becomes, okay? I don't know about you guys, but, but how many of you have ever invested in a relationship with somebody and that relationship became more and more valuable in your life? You guys know what I'm talking about this morning? And, and, and some of you have been serving God for a long time. You still haven't found God's plan for your life? Man, you've been on a long journey. Um, but you, you begin to uncover things in people. The more time you spend with them, the more you get into, you know, the person in first service found it really quick. I was really impressed. Still nothing? Did they put it? Oh. Oh, oh, something valuable. Perfect. You made a mess. I was going deep. You were? That's good, though, because there's valuable stuff in there. So uh, Miss Jenny found five bucks. You're welcome. You can buy me coffee after church. Love you. <laughs> Kidding. Awesome. Thank you. No, it's yours. Be blessed. Okay. Be blessed. Right. It's part of the sermon illustration. You need to take it and make sure you get the vacuum after service. I'll pay you five bucks to vacuum up. Amen. <laughs> so the more, goodness, the more I discover about God, the more valuable my relationship with him becomes. The problem we face today is this. We want to know all the facts before we make a decision or going on an adventure. Think about this. Many of you, if you guys would have known that there was money in this bucket, how many of you guys probably would have come up here? And the sad thing is, is Jenny didn't even find the most valuable one in here. 
I think there's a $20 bill in there. There's another, there might be a bigger bill in there. You know, somebody might have dropped some Benjamins in there. But I'm going to tell you guys, a diamond ring, you never know. The problem, I think, with our culture today is we fear the unknown more than we trust God's promises. Right? We're, we're afraid to dig into God's plan because of the unknown of what may become of our lives. We're, we're afraid that, that if I really dig into what God has for my life, is it really going to work out for my good? And, and money is just a simple illustration. But can I tell you, the more you dig into God's plan, he always rewards you. He always comes through for you. He will always bring you through better than when you came in. Amen? So this morning, my second letter or number or point or blank for you is the letter I. Okay? In order to, to find God's will for our life, you need to invest your whole life. Okay, you can't just give, like we read in that verse, part of your heart to God. You got to give him everything. You got to invest the whole thing. You got to go, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of bothered that she made a mess, but I think it's great because it illustrates she was getting dirty trying to discover what God had for her life. I mean, she had paper shreddings up to her shoulders. She was going in and determined to find what was in store for her, her life. See, we hinder opportunity long before we ever take a step. Many of you were hesitant to put your hand up because you don't trust me for some strange reason. Like, why in the world would you not trust a pastor up on a stage in a church reading scripture to you? You guys think I would really do something dangerous and harmful to your life? Remember that whole wise and fool thing? Man, I'm being... The great unknown continues to be locked up and hidden from those that are destined to receive because fear keeps them from walking in faith. I'm going to read that again because I think this is a great point and I don't think I put it in the outline. It says, The great unknown continues to be locked up and hidden from those that are destined to receive because fear keeps them from walking in faith. See, there are many of you that God has appointed this time for something new to be discovered by those that aren't afraid of adventure. You know, I love what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 13 and verse number 44. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that is hidden in a field which a man found and covered up. How many of you guys have ever found something super valuable? Let's a hundred dollar bill laying in the parking lot. And you're like, oh snap. Like, and you like hide that sucker. You're like, yeah, that's right. God is good to me. Right. You know what I'm talking about? You, you discover something or, or maybe you find um, a new camping spot. Maybe you're an outdoorsy person. You find that new like hiking area and you're like, I'm keeping this one to myself. Or let's get a little bit deeper. Who in here is a fisherman? And you got like your secret fishing spot, right? Or maybe you're a hunter and you're like, I'm not telling anybody where the elk hide or the deer, right? Like you keep those because this is like, this is my spot. Every time I go, I catch fish, right? I get the kill, right? You know what I'm talking about. So we, we keep it hidden. Well, the kingdom of God is like this treasure that's hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. This morning, my friends, when you discover who God really is, when you get a hold of what God's plan really is and what his will really is for your life, I promise you'll abandon everything to come after it. And, and I promise that it will be a reward greater than anything you know. See, there, this man recognized that everything his life was comprised of until that moment was no longer valuable. It was all that stuff that led him to this point, but what has been discovered was even greater. See, many of you are in this room today. God has used everything you've been through, all the situations and circumstances you've walked through, the places you've been to get you to this point to discover that God's plan and God's will is never ending and he has something new for you to discover. There's another situation in the word of God where someone encountered the will of God in such a way that they emptied their life. It's found in Luke chapter 21 and verse number four as they were in the presence of Jesus, they all began to give and, and, and sow. And it says about this woman that came, it says, for out of all these, out of their abundance, have put in offerings for God. 
But she, out of her poverty, put in all the livelihood that she had. I want to submit to you today that when you get in the presence of Jesus and you encounter who God truly is, you will empty your life of everything to encounter who he truly is. I found it over and over in my life that God is the greatest thing I could ever chase after. So this morning, what are we hanging on to that is honestly holding us back? The will of God for you and I can only be discovered by diving all in to what he has in store for each of us. See, this woman wasn't compelled out of guilt, but was led to do something contrary to anyone else in the room. It wasn't done as a spectacle, but as honor to whom she felt was she was in the presence of. This morning, as you consider your life and where you're at today, the thing that the Spirit of God quickened to me and dealt with me on is this simple fact. Are our minds so cluttered today that we can't even recognize who we're in the presence of when he walks into a room? See, these people that were giving in that moment, I believe that they were so caught up in their religious routine that when Jesus, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, was in their presence, they didn't even recognize who he truly was. And I submit to you today that God wants to show up in such a way in your life that when you meet him face to face, like some of you have felt his touch this morning, you would say, everything I've experienced to this point means nothing anymore because I want what God is doing in my life. I want God's plan greater than anything else in this world. See, when you finally begin to discover who Jesus is and how much he loves you, how much he desires for you, how much grace he has for you, you'll abandon everything just to lay hold of what he has for you. Bill, if you could come back, please. My final point for you today, number three, is the letter G. Grind it out. Sorry, I run a gym, and it's just the lingo. You got to grind it out. You know, it's in the daily grind that produces the true riches. Nothing truly valuable comes for free. You know, it's in the daily grind of being a parent that I believe <laughs> one day my children will be productive members of society. It's in that daily grind of being a mom and a dad, even when it's not glorious, even when it's not perfect, but when you're just doing the duty of being a parent, it's that daily grind of raising up young men and young women of God to chase after God, to follow their destiny, to, to be givers to society. It's in the daily, I call it spousing, that we produce a lifelong marriage. It's in that daily grind of, of just loving one another and, and, and understanding and learning and growing and, and navigating. And, and if, if my wife knew all of the ins and outs of me, she, I don't know if she would have said yes that day on that rock. But it's in that daily grind of learning and loving and forgiving and understanding that now we have a marriage that is more valuable and precious than anybody else's. We have the best one, sorry. But it's that daily, right babe? Grind of just loving, understanding, talking, forgiving, walking, encouraging that you begin to have the life that God intended for you to have. It's in the daily grind of studying. It's in the daily grind of communing with God that we discover all that he has for our life. I would love to tell you that you could come up here today at the end of service and reach in and find a piece of paper that's not shredded and read it like a fortune cookie and it would tell you exactly what God has for your life. That would be a lie. But can I tell you that, wow, this wasn't in first service, so this is for somebody. 
that it's in the daily grind of pursuing God that what he does is he just begins to give you pieces of what he has for your life. And every day, he just begins to add another little piece and another little piece. This is the Spirit of God right now. And one day, I don't have enough fingers. I need to be an octopus right now. But what will happen is I begin to add these pieces together as God just leads me and guides me. One day I'll get to the end and I will find I have a story that God has comprised of my life that I can reflect on and say, God, look at how good and how faithful and how amazing and how true you have been through every season of my life. But it's in that daily grind of just grabbing one little piece and another little piece and pursuing God day after day that he begins to write a story that will be told for generations to come. So what is the will of God for our lives? I believe Timothy said it so perfectly. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 5 says, but you, he's talking to all of us, be sober. Another translation says, be watchful. Another says, be aware in all things and endure hardship. How many of you guys can say, I've been through some hard times. Many friends where you've had to walk through some moments that are hard, but you've endured. How many of you have had that time maybe in your marriage where it's been hard, but you know what? You endured. And you look back and you're like, I am so glad I endured. Maybe you had a season with your kids where you're like, man, this is hard right now. I'm a single parent trying to raise my kid and this is hard. But can I encourage you if you endure, God will carry you through and one day you'll pick up that paper and you'll go, God, look at how good you've been to me because you endured the hardships. And he closes with do the work of an evangelist. What is our mission? To grind it out, to do the hard thing, and to love people and save souls. It looks different for each one of us, but the core value is the same. As I close this morning, the will of God for our lives is not to pursue things, fortune, fame, perfection, but the will of God for our lives is to pursue love, hope, righteousness, and lost people. I know for me, what God has done in my life is incredible. And I'm truly humbled by the things that God has allowed me to be a part of. And I thought it'd be fun to just illustrate. And this is not to do anything other than just share an illustration with you this morning. But God's will looks different for each and every one of us. But can I tell you that when you allow the Holy Spirit, like pastor's been talking, to lead you, to speak to you, and to guide you, he will begin to unlock a will and a plan for your life that is greater than anything you would ever be able to create on your own. You know, for me, I didn't know exactly what the will of the Lord was for my life when I gave my life to Christ. I didn't know what he was going to do with me. But I remember I would have moments where I would just be at this altar and I would weep because I felt God in such a way. I was like, God, I want to empty everything I am. I'm going to give you everything I got. I'm going to, I'm going to pour my life at your, at your feet just like that woman. She gave everything she had. And I remember just crying out at an altar saying, God, I want to give you everything I got. And it was probably really easy at that moment because I had nothing but my pride. 
I had lost everything, but I still had this sense of pride that was so false. But I remember just emptying it at the altar saying, God, I don't know what you're going to do, but I just feel like I want to make a commitment to, to pursue your will with everything I have, with all that I got. And would your Holy Spirit lead me and guide me? And now 20 years later, I find myself standing in in places that, that I never thought God would take me. Places where I am humbled to be. To walk onto a high school campus and be able to share the gospel at lunch. This is the Christian club that meets at Union Mine High School. Some of you have seen pictures, but just to illustrate what the God wants to do through each and every one of us. He wants to give us a place of expression and an outlet to be an evangelist, to reach lost souls. But can I tell you, I remember when that Christian club was four kids meeting in a classroom. I remember the day that that student came into Lord's Gym and I was standing at the counter and she's like, I heard you're a youth pastor. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, would you ever want to come speak at our Christian club? And I'm like, what's the Christian club? Yeah, sure. Like, it wasn't something I was chasing after. But she said, would you come and share? I'm like, what do you want me to share? What do you want me to, what is it? Explain it to me. Like I'd never even, I didn't know it existed. And I remember I was like, sure. And then after the fact, I'm like, wait, what did I just commit to? How many of you have ever done that? You sign up for something like to work in the kids class and you get in there and all these kids are, and you're like, wait, what did I sign up for? And I remember it was a couple weeks out, and, and so I just began to pray. I'm like, okay, what, what am I supposed to share, and when is it? She's like, it's at lunchtime. How many of you guys have ever been around teenagers when it's time to eat? Forget it. All they care about is food. And I'm like, you want me to come and preach a message that has to compete with their lunch? And I'm like, that's not going to go over very well. So I just, inst- I remember, I'm like, okay, God, what am I going to do? And I just instantly felt like the Holy Spirit said, bring food. I'm like, good idea, God. And I remember just bringing at that time, it was just like some Subway sandwiches, literally. Like, I think I brought like two Subway sandwiches and it was enough to feed the four kids that were there and me and the teacher and anybody else that wanted any. And, uh, and now here, 10, 12 years later, I walk in and to have the staff not even give us a name badge anymore. Brandon and I walk in, she goes, oh, you guys are good. You guys are staff. I'm like, I remember when nobody knew me. And I'm not saying this to brag. I'm, I'm saying this to, to brag on God. To now where the, the principal sends me a text and says, when are the dates you're coming so I can reserve the large gymnasium for your Christian club meeting? I don't know what God's exact will is. I can't tell you the story. But can I tell you, every little piece of paper makes a difference. Every little moment that you grind it out, that you open the Word of God on a daily basis, that you spend time in prayer, that you spend time in worship, that you pursue Him, He just begins to write a story that'll be so beautiful that 20 years later, you'll be able to declare that God is good. Maybe God's will for you is to go to inner city San Francisco and hope that you don't die on the streets with a group of young people that the first night they all are clinging to your arms, scared for their life because they've never experienced anything like this. But by the second night, they're frolicking through the streets like Mary Poppins, like, this is my town. Like, that may not be God's will for your life. But the purpose is still the same. It's to love people and to reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe for you, the will of the Lord is like me. It's easy to highlight the big moments. But there's also those moments where you just simply meet somebody to have a cup of coffee. Because they just need somebody to talk to. That moment is more important than that moment at that high school. So this morning, what is the will of God for your life? 
is to pursue love and to pursue lost people. Would you stand to your feet this morning? This may be your first time ever in church, and this may be your 30th year in church. I realize the scope of people in this room is so different, and that's the beautiful part about church. Some of you, this is all new and foreign to you, and there's some of you that are like, oh, here we go again. But what if this year you decided that you were gonna dig into God's plan like never before. You were gonna just disregard anything you've experienced in the past, good and bad, and you're just gonna invest this year into the plan and the purpose of God like never before and just grind it out no matter how good or how bad it gets because you wanna see God do greater things in El Dorado County and around the world. Can I encourage you this morning as I close in prayer that the greatest feeling in the world is when you have the opportunity to see somebody connect with God and their eternal purpose is forever altered. It's the greatest feeling in the world. Becoming a dad was an amazing moment. Becoming a husband was an amazing moment. Buying my first house was cool. But when you see somebody give their life to Jesus Christ and you realize that all of heaven is rejoicing because somebody has connected with God's plan for their life, that's the greatest. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes this morning? Father, I thank you this morning. I'm humbled by the opportunity to share your word, to stand before these people. God, I'm humbled by what your Holy Spirit has done in my life to lead me, to guide me. God, the story that you've written to get us to this point. God, there's somebody in this room today that when they look at their life, they just see a bucket filled with a mess. But God, you take the mess and turn it into a message. So my friend today, I'm not trying to persuade you to do anything you don't wanna do. But God's presence is in this room because he is pulling for you. His love for you, his purpose for you, and his grace that he has for you is the greatest thing you'll ever experience in life. So if that's you today, and you'd say, Pastor Sean, I'm ready. I'm hungry for God's will for God's plan. I'm tired of the mess that my life is. Would you pray for me? If that's you, would you just stick your hand up real high this morning? Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. Thank you, thank you. You can put your hands down. bells Father we thank you this morning God your Holy Spirit is moving in this room right now 
God, a new chapter is about to be written in some hearts. And I believe today that something special is taking place. There were so many hands that went up today. I would like us all to pray this simple prayer together. And I'm going to ask our prayer team to come up if we have some today. pray this prayer and then afterwards if if you pray this I would ask for you to come and just talk with these amazing people that, that love you they believe in you so can we all pray this together today with eyes closed and, and hearts open loud and proud today because Jesus is changing some hearts in this room today say Heavenly Father today I come to you humbled by your presence today I recognize the need for your plan in my life and I recognize today that I need forgiveness for every sin in my life, for every fear in my life, for every doubt in my life. And today, God, I open my heart to you and I ask Jesus Christ to forgive me, to cleanse me, and to make me new. Today's the day that Jesus Christ is the Savior of my life from this day forward for all of eternity. In Jesus' name, amen.